Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. He promised. As I have told you before, John baptized you with water, but just in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And it goes on in verse 8. It says, but you will receive power, power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people all about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. That very power, the Holy Spirit, is the reason I'm standing before you today proclaiming the word of God. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, earlier in John, told his disciples, it is for your good that I am going away. Now, they walked with Jesus for three and a half years, side by side, ate with him, slept with him. How can it be for their good if Jesus leaves them? How? How? Only if he's inside of us. Inside of us. Through the power of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God that lives in us. See, God didn't plan for us to live this Christian life alone. We have the Holy Spirit within us to walk this life. Church, depend on the Holy Spirit. He is the key to life, the key to this Christian. That's what that is. Today, we need the faithfulness of God. Throughout all we see in this world, we need something to depend, depend on, something to hold on to, something to get us through, right? But we're not going to be discouraged by the world today. We're going to be encouraged by the faithfulness of God. Amen? Amen. The faithfulness of God is what our Christian life, church, is built on. See, God promised us that Holy Spirit that we now have. You can bank on that. You may not see him, but he's in you. That's the promise of God. God was faithful to do that. Faithful to do that. That's the only reason anyone can get up and proclaim the word of God, because of that promise. The Holy Spirit. That gives us understanding. That gives us wisdom. Amen? If God isn't faithful, then there is no promises. If God isn't faithful, then there is no promises. Faithfulness. Steadfastness. Loyal. Dependable. Trustworthiness. Reliable. Faithful. God is all these things because faithfulness is one of his main attributes, church. We learn to know the character of a person by getting to know. We learn, know, learn to the character of a person by getting to know that person, right? Would you allow someone that you don't know to have all your personal information? I don't think so, right? No, because we don't know if we can trust that person. We don't know the character of that person. We learn to know the character of God by getting to know God, by getting to know God. God's faithfulness is founded on his character. He's a faithful God that keeps all of his promises, not some of them. But all of them, every promise God keeps. Those of us who know Jesus through our faith can rest and sure in the promises of God. We can rest in the promises of God through our faith in Jesus. To know God's character, church, we study what? His word. We study his word. To know God's character, we meditate on the work that he's doing in our own lives. 
the manifestation of his promises in our own lives, church. And we learn to listen. We learn to listen. We learn to follow his voice. So when we do these things, we see a pattern. We see a pattern. We see a pattern. We learn that God never changes. We see that. We see that God never lies. We see that. And God is always true to his word in the lives, in the work of his people. God is true to his word. God is true to his word. We also can trust that God would be who he is. We can trust that God will be God, right? God is sovereign. God is holy. God is good. God is faithful. Amen? One of the things in the Bible that you hear a lot that God tells his people is remember. 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 When we remember the faithfulness of God, we recognize. We recognize that our future can be secure in that faithfulness. Then we can trust him with our lives. We can trust him with our future because he has examples of his faithfulness. Amen? He doesn't just say, I'm faithful and leave it at that. No. The Bible is written full of examples. Examples. God does not have to work at being faithful. Like us. We have to force ourselves to be faithful, right? Because that's our nature. Our nature, our nature is being faithful to what? The team of me. Not the team of everybody else. The team of me. That's it. That's it. The opposite of faithfulness can be seen as unfaithfulness. Disloyal. Wishy-washy. Ever-changing. Double-minded. Double-minded. None of these describe who God is, though. None of them. God is not unfaithful. God is not disloyal. He definitely is not wishy-washy. He's not ever-changing, and he's definitely not double-minded. And God is not a man. God is not a man, church. Numbers 23, 19. God is not man that he should lie. Or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Has he said and will not do it? Or has he spoken and will not fulfill it? Huh? God is unchangeable and unchanging. Unlike us, we change our mind with the weather. We change our mind with the weather and think nothing of it. And think nothing of it. (laughs) We'll give our word and make plans, and at the last minute, we'll make that phone call with that excuse. I'm sorry, but I can't make it. Two minutes before. Two minutes before. I used to be guilty of that. I used to be guilty of that. You know, when I was uh, not sober-minded, not sober-minded and filled with different kinds of spirits, (laughs) You tend to make promises and plans that you can't remember the next day. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. I don't miss those days. I'm so so thankful for being sober-minded. It's an awesome thing to be sober-minded. Not only from the things that you put in you, but for the truth. If you're not sober-minded, you may believe anything. Get tossed like the waves of the sea. Be founded on the truth of God. Amen? Amen. But God is perfect in all his thoughts and trustworthy in all his ways. Can I get a truth about that? Can I get an amen? He's perfect in his thoughts and truth 
worthy in all his ways. Unlike us, we'll distort the truth. We'll twist those facts, right? We'll lie with a straight face and swear on everything that we're telling the truth. Y'all been there. <laughs> but not God. Has God ever spoken or failed to act on your behalf? I wait. I will wait. Huh? All right. All right. Has he ever promised and not follow through? Has he ever promised and not follow through? The key to that, church, is you must know the promises of God. You must read his word. So God, you promised this. Get that word back to God. Hold him accountable to his promises, right? Amen. God is not a man that he shall lie. His promises are sure. His word is dependable. And his truth lasts from one generation to another. So our children can tell our grandchildren, their children, about the faithfulness of God. Because his faithfulness endures, endures over many, all generations. Amen? Amen. Great is the faithfulness of God, and great is the faithfulness of the word of God, church. Psalms 119, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth, and it endures. And it endures. This earth is not going anywhere until God says so. Until he says so. No matter what you see, it seems like it's crumbling. But if God, he's not a man that he changed his mind. But if he was, it will stand. It will stand. Again, God is not ever changing or wishy-washy. He says his word is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Here we see God's faithfulness is equated to his word. His faithfulness equated to his word. God speaks never-ending truth. Never-ending truth, church. If God spoke something a thousand years ago, it still stands today. It still stands today. Because he is faithful to his word. Faithful to his word. Because his word is an expression of what? His character. His word is an expression of his character. How many of us want to be known by our word? That's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing, to be known by your word. Be known by our word. Mm. But we are fallible. God is perfect. And his word is always perfect, church. It holds truth because the truth is the word of God. Amen? The truth is the word of God. You want truth? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Psalms 33 says this, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. That's a promise. The word of God is right and true. The promises of God still holds no matter what. No matter what, church. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. Do not change. See, if you have somebody that you know that don't change or they word don't change, which is hard because God is perfect, the encouragement part of this is that we should bank on everything God says. We shouldn't be wishy-washy or, or double-minded about anything that God says. About anything that God says. Lamentations 3.22 says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His love never ceases. That's another promise. His mercies never come to an end. They are new what? Every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. 
The faithful love of the Lord never ends. It never ends. His mercies never stop. Never stop. They begin every day, every morning that we wake up to see the sun rise. That's another chance to get right with God. That's his mercy. He's showing his mercy every day you get up. I'm giving you another chance. Take it. Take it. Great is the faithfulness of God. Faithful is the one who promised to love you through good, through bad, and to the end of time. Faithfulness is the one that you prayed to last night to see the day. And he made it come true. You are here. Amen? Faithfulness is the one who protected you and your family from any harm or danger. Faithfulness is God. The Lord is our portion. Therefore, we will hope in him always because he is faithful, church. And he will never let us down. Our God never lets us down. Our God, our God will never let us down. If he don't let me down, he won't let you down. Huh? Don't ever accuse God of letting you down. No. Our God would never let us down. Even though this world is going crazy, destroying itself, God is not letting us down. He's not letting us down. So don't even ask where he is. He's not letting us down. He's told us. He told us these things will happen. He warned us about this world. This is the world we live in because of what? Because of sin. Don't be shocked. This is the world we live in. He's not letting us down. We think, well, he's letting us see it. He's revealing this world to us. And we still have people that want to follow after this world. After all you see. Let's be changed. Let's be set apart. Set apart. Who wants to be involved in all of that you see every day on the news? That's not the heart of God's people. Don't let that be the heart of you. Let's be separated from that. Separated. See, those are examples of what's going on. We need to pay attention. Pay attention. We don't glorify those things. We understand what's going on. And we strive not to be that. And everybody we come in contact with and talk to about it. How, how does the saying go? Um, reach one, teach one, something like that. That's what we ought to be doing. When God shows himself to us in the world, we can explain it to someone so they can explain it to someone. And it goes on. God's word goes on and on. His truth goes on and on and on. But we have to, you know, start with God's people by us sharing it. Don't hear it and keep it in. No, that ain't it. God would never let us down, church. God would never fail us. God would never fail us. I love people. I love everyone. But we sometimes fail each other, right? And we sometimes let each other down, right? Yeah, I'm quite sure I let some people down this week. Knowingly or unknowingly, I'm quite sure I did. And we, if we honest with ourselves, probably did also, right? Yeah, yeah, because we fallible. We're not perfect. Relationships will fail us. Relationships will let us down. Our jobs that we will give our last breath to get in the eight hours for. They will fire us in a heartbeat. Rip your heart out. Let you down. They will let you down. Our beautiful vehicles. <laughs> as soon as we finish paying that last payment, let you down. <laughs> now, do you go out there and your car don't crank? Don't blame me now. <laughs> But I can trust God because God never failed me. That's just personal. I can trust God because God never failed me. God never let me down. 
When, when you think about uh, God doing something for you, when you need God, and when you don't receive it, that's not God letting you down or failing you. Examine yourself or why, why you need that, why you ask for it, and examine do you deserve it. And I guarantee you, you'll understand where God coming from, why you ain't got it. I guarantee it. It's easy to give up on God when he don't deliver in your timing, right? To walk away from God. God, I'm done, man. I needed that last week, man. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to do that, right? Walk away from God. But as soon as you go to walk away from God, God tells you, I'm not done with you. And he draws you back in with that faithfulness. He draws you back in. God has always been faithful, even when I wasn't faithful. Even when I wasn't faithful, God has always been faithful. Even when I failed him. Even when I failed him. Knowing I failed him. Crying at the throne of grace. God always makes the first move in a relationship, church. He does. We didn't call God. God called us. <laughs> First Corinthians says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He was faithful to call us into fellowship with Jesus to save us. Do y'all remember, remember when you thought you was calling on God out of your own power? Say, God heard you. No, God made you call on him. <laughs> you just ain't call on God. That's God making you call on him. Yeah, understand that. We have no power without God. Understand that. Move ourselves out of the way. We call on God because he makes us call on him. We pray to God because he makes us pray to him. It's all God. It's all God, church. All God. God shows us his faithfulness by simply showing who he is. Through prayer, again. We pray for all kind of stuff, knowing good and well we don't deserve it. Knowing we don't deserve it. What does God do? What does our God do? He delivers. He still gives it, right? Knowing we don't deserve it. See, that God knows us. He knows us. He knows what it takes to get us. That faithfulness draws us in, church. It draws us in. Even when we have no plans of being faithful. Because we can't resist his goodness. Who can resist the goodness of God? I can't. Huh? Just look at the blessings all around you. How can you resist that? I want that. Say, God gave you that. What I need to get close to God so I can have that. That's what I need to know. You got that from the world? I don't want that. I want what's eternal. I want what's eternal. God will never abandon his people, nor will he turn his back on us. That's the love of our God, church. That's the love of your God. That's the love of your God. See, in order for us to get where we want to be in life, in order for us to get where we want to be, we have to allow God to get us where we need to be, where we need to be. And through his faithfulness, he places us in the center of his will, where we need to be. Then we can go where we want to be. He blesses us with the desires of our heart to place us to be where we want to be, those desires. But first, we have to be where we need to be, and that's in the middle of his will. That's how God works. There's a lot of things we want in life, but if we're not in the middle of his will, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I know we got plenty of testimonies in here about that. Plenty. But as soon as we get in the will of God, oh, you see them blessings, right? You see them blessings. Hallelujah. 
And so that's what the Bible shows us all throughout the Bible, the faithfulness of God to all of his people, to all of his people. And so I want to go over some of these, the faithfulness of God. God is faithful to forgive, to forgive. Oh, man, God is faithful to forgive, right? First John says this, if we claim to have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all wickedness. Wickedness. Examine your life, church. Examine your life. Call out that sin. Call out that wickedness. Call it out to God. Call it out to him. Call it out. It works for me. I call it out in the heartbeat in the name of Jesus because I need it gone. We all have those desires in us. There's not a person in here that has those ungodly desires. That's just who we are. Call them out to God. God, take this away from me. I don't want this in my mind. I don't want this in my heart. Call it out to God. That's the only way you will be delivered. That's the only way he will deliver you. Call them out to him. Call them out. God, I'm a sinner. I'm the worst sinner it is. These, these thoughts go through my head that I don't like, God. Take them away from me. The enemy loves to attack me while I'm asleep. He can't get me while I'm up. He can't get me because I'm sober-minded. Because I'm sober-minded. But when I lay my head down, oh, he tried his best. He tried his best to get me. Man, I wake up pleading the blood of Jesus. <laughs> get that thing off of me. <laughs> See, all God wants is a confession, church. All he wants is a confession. All he wants is the truth. The truth. When we talk to God about our sin, no matter how bad it is, God continues to be faithful. No matter how bad it is, God continues to be faithful, church. So it's all right. He gives us word to forgive us. What an awesome God we serve, right? Awesome God. We are terrible people, but we got an awesome God. So it halfway equals out, right? <laughs> God doesn't force, force us to make it up to him. When we sin, he doesn't force us to make it up to him, church. God is not, not like us. He's much more faithful, right? He says that he forgives, then he forgives. That's not us. That's not us, church. How easy it is for us to forgive someone who's trespassed against us. Not easy, right? God is not like us. He is faithful. He says that he forgives, then he forgives. See, we, we don't have to be constantly reminded about God, about our past sin. We don't. He tells us that our sins are as, as far as the east is from the west. That's how far removed our sins. Forget about them. Forget about them. God forgot about them. Forget about them. Who are we not to forgive? Who are we not to forgive? God is holy. God is sinless. God is perfect. And he forgives. Who are we not to forgive? God is faithful to forgive. Let's understand that. If God is faithful to forgive, who are we not to forgive? That's our God. And God is faithful, church, to take us back. After we've sinned, after we've lied. 6 1 Hosanna, come let us return to the Lord. Come let us return to the Lord. After you got shaken up, come let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, now he will heal us. He has injured us, now he will bandage our wounds. <laughs> How many of us need to be on our face at the throne of grace and repentance? 
asking for forgiveness. That's why it's important for us to have true repentance. Because in that moment that you're talking to God, God believes you. God believes you, and he forgives you. Repentance is real, church. All that repenting day by day, week by week, I was terrible at that too. Every Monday was my repenting day. It was repenting Monday for me. I'm just being honest. (laughs) It was repentance Monday. After the week, the weekend went by, yeah, I had a lot of repenting to do. Yeah, we're honest, right? If we're only honest. (laughs) See, God always takes us back, church, because he believes us. He believes us. He's willing to take us back no matter how many times we stray from him. No matter how long we go away from him. Weeks, months, years. God's heart is always open to us. We repent, he forgives. That's the love of our God. That's the love of our God. Repentance is a great thing because you're aware of God. You're aware of God's power, of who God is. We don't repent to each other. We repent to God. That's showing the reverence of who God is. And that's why he forgives. We stray away from God, thinking the world is, the world has what we need. More than God. We go play around in the world till we get our feelings hurt. Till we figure out that's not the place to be. Then we go running back to God on our knees. On that throne of grace, and God opens up his big heart and says, come on back in. We all can relate to the prodigal son, right? We all can. We all can. We all need to go back sometime. um, My parents, my dad had a thing where as, as my older brothers and sisters got older, it was a thing, if you leave the house, your plate get broken. That means that's it. Ain't no coming back. <laughs> Ain't no coming back. <laughs> yeah. Some plates got broken. <laughs> but that's not God, though. That's not our God. That's not our God. When we are torn to pieces, he will heal us. When we are injured, he will bandage our wounds. What a faithful God we serve, amen? God is faithful to be loyal when we are not. Faithful to be loyal, church, when we are not. If we are, Second Timothy, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. God is faithful to us even when we are not faithful, when we are unfaithful. When we are unfaithful. When we've drifted in our walk with Jesus, whether it's rebellion or dibbadabbing in the world or something taking us away from God. God has committed love for us. Your unfaithfulness, our unfaithfulness, do not stop him from being faithful. Now, don't take it for granted, but it doesn't stop him from being faithful. It don't, church. Again, he draws us back to himself with those open arms with his faithfulness. Because God is, it's a lot of things we don't know, church, but When we turn away from God, thinking, put our faith in other things, I don't know this for sure, but those things let you down, and you have to come running back to God. God may have his hand in that, you know? 
I'm not going to allow that to work for you. I'm going to show you. I'm not going to allow that to work for you. You chose that over me. I'm going to make you get on your knees and come back to me. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. So we don't know everything, but hey, it lines up. It lines up, don't it? When we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. And the Bible tells us, church, God is patient. God is patient. Let's not push him. Let's not push him, right? He is patient. Let's not push him. God spoke something in you. All right. All right. He's faithful. He gives you another day. Let's not push it. Let's not push it, church. God is faithful to provide. Testimonies. God is faithful to provide. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Not you, not your hands, but God. But God. Like you talk about beginning, we want to take the credit. I did that. I did that. Forget you got the Holy Spirit in you. The truth. The one who gives you wisdom, gives you understanding. Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He is my provider. Huh? All right, amen. Yes, he is. But the question is, will we wait on him? Will we wait on him to provide? That's, that's the issue. Will we be patient? Will we be patient? He tells us to be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we get ahead of God. And we go and mess things up, make it even worse. And then we have to go back to God again. God said, be still. Be still. Know that I am God. We got to allow God to do what he do, church. Allow God to do what he does. Let him be God. Let him be God in your life. Let him be God. Matthew 7, 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? If I'm able to give good gifts to my son, how much more will God bless me with what I need? See, if I'm thinking good in my mind that somebody else needs good, then thinking, think about what God is saying. Wow. Wow. Stop stressing. Stop, stop struggling. Let God be God. Let God be God. God is in the blessing business. Let him bless you. Let him bless you, church. Be still. Be still. Wait on God. Wait on God, church. Now, these last two, these last two that God are very faithful in, this is the separation. This is the separation from God's children and the world's children. This is the separation through the Holy Spirit. God is faithful to give understanding. Understanding. God wants us to have understanding, church. All of this stuff that's going on in the world, we got to have understanding. Understanding. Someone come to us as Christians, we should give them understanding of what's going on. That's who we supposed to be. We have that power. In understanding, God wants us to comprehend how we need to live as Christians. He wants us to understand. God is definitely faithful to give understanding, but we have to seek it. We have to seek it. It's there, clear as day, just like anything else. We have to want it. 
You have to grow understanding, church. Understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost. Understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God that lives in you. Understanding is before you. You have to seek it. Open up that word of God. Open up that word of God. Understanding. John 8 says this, not up here. It says this. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. His character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe it. Because you can't. You can't. The character of God is truth. The character of the devil is lies. It's clear. Clear understanding. Clear understanding, church. When we have that understanding, when we have that understanding, we are no longer confused. Confused by the conflicting messages in our culture of how we should live. We're no longer confused when we have that understanding. And it's sad to see a lot of confused people today. A lot of confused people. Because they live for the lies of their father, Satan. That's why this world is so twisted. So twisted. So twisted. But the understanding of God, we should not be confused about what's right and what's wrong. We should not. As Christians, we should not. Never be. Never be. Never. We know the truth. Anything against God's word is a lie. Anything against God's word is a lie. It's not the truth. I stand on that conviction with everything. Whether I live or whether I die, I stand on that conviction. That the Bible is my truth. The Bible is my truth. I pray that y'all also stand on that conviction that the Bible is your truth. And as Christians, we must have that conviction. We must. The days of compromise has to end, church. Has to end. Has to end. We don't see many people because there's compromise. Everything else comes before God, comes before the truth of God. We love everybody, and everybody tries to tell us uh, what's more important than God. And we may try to follow that, but it's compromising. It's, it's, it's the world of God. God wants us to love everyone, but the things of God has to come first, church. Things of God has to come first. If they don't, you'll be, it'll be repentant Monday for you. Over and over and over again, right? Over and over. <laughs> the word of God strengthened by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth that lives in us, give us clear understanding of how to live. We have no excuse. We have no excuse. The day that we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live in us, to give us understanding. So as we read God's word, hey, he gives us understanding as we pray. Holy Spirit, give me understanding of this word of God. And he does. He does. Open up your Bible, church, and find it. James talks about wisdom. This is the second one and the final one. James talks about wisdom. He says, if you need wisdom, ask your generous God. Who don't need wisdom? 
He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Don't be ashamed to ask. But when you ask, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. When you go to God for wisdom, you don't need to go to nobody else for it. That's saying your faith is not in God. You're double-minded. You're guessing. That's why it's important to know the promises of God. Because if you don't know the promises of God and you go to pray to God, you're unsure whether he's going to answer it or not. But if you know the promises of God, you can tell God, God, this is your word right here, God. I'm praying this back to you. This is where I need you at, God. And you can get up from that throne of grace with boldness, with confidence, and knowing that God hears you and God is going to answer you. But you have to know the word of God. You have to know the word of God. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes when you pray and you are unsure. Because I've been there. I, I remember those days. I'll pray and, and, and get up and wonder if God heard me or, or you know, wow, what am I? I'm asking for these things, but what does God say about these things? How should I pray for these things? Where's my heart when I pray? See? When you know God's word and you pray it, it gives you confidence. You know for sure, for sure, this is your word, God. This is your promise because you is what? Faithful, amen? We all need wisdom. We all need godly wisdom, okay? Godly wisdom. Ask generous. God is the supplier of wisdom. I ask God every day for wisdom on my job. I have to go messing with stuff that I don't, you know, sometimes it changes every day. God, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. And he comes through. That's why I still got a job. <laughs> we all need, we all need counsel also. We do. Not just any counsel. Though. We need godly counsel. Godly counsel. So if you're not receiving godly counsel, you might want to rethink that counsel, right? Might want to rethink it. We need God's word inside of us. Wisdom, the ability to discern what's right from what's wrong. It's a gift from God that gives us the ability to make the right choice or decision. We say knowledge is power, then wisdom is using that power the right way. Using that power the right way. The Bible is truth. The Bible is the knowledge of God which supersedes all things. All things. The knowledge of God is power. The knowledge of God is power. You want power? Get the knowledge of God. And God supplies us with the wisdom of his spirit. The spirit of God that lives in us supplies that wisdom. Supplies it. The Holy Spirit allows us to use that knowledge, that power, to make correct choices and decisions in life. See, right there tells you who to depend on, the Holy Spirit. When you find people talking to themselves, they may not be talking to themselves, talking to the Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. I talk to him every day before, every time I get up here. I need you. I need you. Call on him. He is your helper. He's your counselor. He is the one with truth. Not me. He. He, and he is he. He is he. And to be able to share that wisdom, that's giving godly counsel. To be able to share that wisdom, that's giving godly counsel. Without wisdom to apply knowledge or counsel others, is not valuable. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. We can be the most educated person in the world. 
person that knows everything. But without that godly wisdom to apply what you know, that knowledge that you know, is going to fall short. It's going to fall short. That's like what uh, we was talking about earlier, the, the, um, the ones God choose. You know, God don't always chose the, the, the smartest and the brightest. I'm an example of that. <laughs> so so I, I definitely depend on the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are seeing the Holy Spirit at work. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wisdom, the ability to apply the knowledge of God. So throughout your week, no matter what comes your way, no matter what you see in this world, know that God is faithful. And a lot of times we, um, now, we do have to be faithful to God. That is a requirement now. It is. You're not getting by with that. You might get by with it one day, but the next day, don't push your luck. But no matter what you see in this world, church, no matter what you see what's going on, know that God is faithful. And when you know the word of God, when something comes up in your life, it's all in the Bible. Everything that you go through is in the Bible. God has an answer for every single thing that you go through. So if you question anything that you're going to, go to your Bible. What does God say about this? And I guarantee you it's a promise for you in there. That's the faithfulness of God. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your faithfulness, revealing your faithfulness to us, God. We thank you for who you are, God, the things that you do, God. We thank you for calling us back to you, God. We thank you for allowing us to be able to repent when we wrong you, God. We thank you for the avenue, God. What we'll do without your mercy and your grace, God, I do not know. We do not know, God. So we pray for that mercy and grace every day, not only for ourselves, but our communities, our families, and we pray for it for the lost, God, those that don't know you, God. Allow them to see your mercy. Allow them to see your grace upon this earth, God, upon the lives of others, God. Lead them. Call them, God, into that relationship, God. Don't allow them to always be lost, God. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Call your people, God. Call them to you, God. And let them hear you. Let them hear you. Let them hear that conviction of the Holy Spirit within them, God. Aggravate them, God. Aggravate them. Call them. Call them back to you, God. As you have called me back to you, God, plenty of times. And I thank you for it, God. God, bless your people. Bless your holy word. We thank you. We love you. And we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.